What is good, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops podcast. Today, I am joined with, as you will see shortly, Sud the Dude and my boy Chuck. Uh, we recap the, the recent happenings in the NBA, uh, but before we jump into the podcast itself, just wanted to say if you could go ahead and like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast platforms or, or on whatever podcast podcast platform uh, you are listening on and uh, and then go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Hoops Drive as well. Just a gentle reminder. Other than that, guys, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Talk about some fun topics. Uh, give our finals predictions. Uh, talk about the Jokic Morris dust up. Cade has finally debuted. Um, and a couple other fun stuff along the way. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for tuning in as usual. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops podcast. Another League Idiots edition. Uh, I got two returners here today. I got my boy Jalaj, a.k.a. Sud the Dude. Sudi, how you doing? What's good? Great to have you back, bro. Great to have you back. Got a lot of... Excited to be back, bro. A lot of positive comments about you, bro. Just not even from the league. Just like, hey, who's that dude? He's a good-ass dude. So uh glad you're back bro and and i got my boy chuck returning as well chucky how you doing bro i'm good how are you good i'm uh i'm doing pretty well bro got a little hoop session in my my team played well today malik scored over five fantasy points (laughs) yo i called it right i told you i just told you not gary harris but you picked malik Hey, Gary, Gary had 13, bro. Oh, Gary he did? Okay. Man. Yeah, so some tough decisions to make once Joel comes back, but uh, we'll get there when we get there. Um, so as usual, guys, we're going to recap the news and happenings around the NBA in the past week. Um, it's kind of a, a little weird when you're like, you know, it's super exciting week one, week two, a little different, you know, now that we're in a month in this season, you know, the, the less the casual fans kind of dip out around this time um but still a ton of fun things happening I, I wanted to start with uh, a topic that's not even really like on the court basketball related um uh, but it was a, a decently big story um last week and i i really i'm gonna give the floor to chuck as soon as i introduce this um, <laughs> but marquee morris and nikola yoke has gotten to a little bit of a dust up um early early last week Towards the end of the game, I, I wasn't personally watching the whole game, so I don't know if there were things that, you know, a lot of times we see one altercation and we assume it's just like that happened by itself. A lot of times things build up. I can't speak for, you know, what happened previously, but uh, Yoke gets the rebound, bringing it up court. Markeith comes out of nowhere, clear elbow to the ribs. Um, Markeith then walks away. Yoke goes up and, and shoves the absolute shit out of him. Markeith goes flying. Um, and then obviously you have the takes flying left and right after that. Chuck, I saw in chat, you were team Markeith here. I don't know if you've changed. If you haven't, I don't care at all, bro. Speak your truth. How did you see that playing out? Like, bro, listen, like, if you <laughs> are going to hit somebody to me, like, you should make sure that they're looking at you. Like, I get it. The Joker's mad, like, and everything, like. <laughs> This guy hit him and shit, but I mean, in my opinion, like Jokic should have just went up to him and grabbed him and then turned him around and punched him in the face. Like, I don't know. It, to me, you don't hit somebody with their back turned like that. It's like, and okay, if Markeith, if Markeith was looking at him, 
<clears throat> I don't think he does anything like that. Like it's like what uh, Gobert said the other day. I don't think these dudes want to fight. So that's but, just but, but for me and Sudan, uh, you can chip in in a sec too. For me, it's like, bro, you don't hit someone, then turn your back to him. Like, what? What are these rules that we're now putting into place? I get it. If he was the first man, like, if it's first, don't hit. But he literally just got elbowed to the ribs. I feel like that was more a gut reaction or just a quick trigger reaction in the moment rather than a calculated, oh, like, oh, Keith's turning his back to me. Like, oh, I'm going to go get him. Like, I just think it was within a couple of seconds. He clearly, after it happened, went straight to him. It wasn't like he was a plotting thing. And so, for me, it I felt I, like I two cheap issues. shots. Like, huh? It felt like two cheap shots. Like, Markeith took a cheap shot, and then Jokic was like, all right, boom, I'm going to take a cheap shot too. I didn't even feel like I get I, first. I agree. The first one was a cheap shot, but in my mind, it's like when you get hit, like that's just like, all right, it's just instincts now. Like, I, I don't think it was, I'm going to try and get a cheap shot back. I, I really think yoke has no issue. I, I don't think yoke goes into that scared at all, but Sude, go ahead, bro. No, I completely agree. I feel like, I don't know about y'all, but whenever I'm hooping and you know, there's like a really hard foul or somebody comes in and checks me, or something, you know, uncalled for, I'm not really thinking about, you know, like what they're doing. I just trying to get something back at them, you know, like a shove or something, you know, get yeah. their attention. Let them know I'm not like a, you know, like a little bee, you know, I'm not trying to act, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I doubt Jokic was looking at, looking at it like, yo, is Markeith looking back at me? You know, he's trying to show Markeith, yo, you can't, you can't punk me like that. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a man's man. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what was going through his mind um, at the time. So I thought it was, you know, whatever. At that moment, he's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah, um, and so I feel like that little shove wasn't that big of a deal, and then they got broken up right after. So even if Marquise would have turned around, I don't know if anything would have happened. I know he fell down, so it didn't matter. But I think once you like, get you know, hit, it's fair game. Like obviously, maybe yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not swinging at someone's face, but like I think a shove right there is is warranted. And I was happy to see a guy like Yoke stand because Keith is not known for being. I'm not saying to go and call him dirty, but he's not like the friendliest nicest guy Famous guy in the world and yeah. you're just you're just showing him like no nah, like i if you're gonna cheap shot me like i'm i'm not letting that just slide you know and i think that's important and, and like, overall for a team's yeah. mentality is just like no one's gonna punk us no for sure and like his brother marcus was defending him on twitter and like don't even get me started about marcus man we know how dirty marcus is and what things he does we know what he did to luca in those couple <laughs> yeah. series ago in, in the bubble when he got kp ejected and then he just took a cheap shot that one game. And he got ejected too because of it. Just slapped him in the face. Like we know what he does when people's backs are turned. So yeah. I don't know why they're making a big deal out of it. In the end. That was my thing too. Like is like I I just I I don't understand if you especially with what they're known for. Again, I'm not gonna call them like dirty players day to day. But like if you were these tough guys, then like you should understand what Yoke is doing. If if they did that to you, you would do the same shit so it's like the the extra stuff on twitter to me is just it's i'm me awning and it's like bro what do you expect from a guy i get why you're backing your brother but it's like now we're taking this to twitter and talking about like oh i'd never push a man with his back to it's just like shut up to me it's like shut up exactly that was me too shut up bro what's up yeah (laughs) no shut up bro bro i'm just saying like okay when i hoop like in the about five times a year these days that I hoop, I have a tendency to uh, get get in a couple scuffles. 
I'm not even gonna lie. Doesn't like, shock me, bro. If Doesn't people are gonna like, and to be honest, not, not a lot of people are trying to like fight at all. And no, I, I, I agree. No, I probably like me and Sued. We go up there, we're just trying to hoop, have some fun, go home. Yeah, I mean, I don't got like a strong opinion on this. Like, you're probably right. I'm just saying, you know, general rule of thumb: don't hit a dude with his back turned. But I agree. I, I agree with that general the, uh, rule. Of thumb. Exceptions. I just think that was an exception. Exactly. I think this one was just an exception. I think, yeah, you're right there. This, yeah. That might be the general rule, but I felt like this one kind of made sense just in the time, what happened and things like For that. Sure. I think Jokic has, like, his brother, like, has won some low-key MMA fights and shit, so. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. They don't want to uh, I think that that's fight. a tough family. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even going to. I, re- I really do think yeah. that the Jokic brothers are, are about it. And, again, not even in a dramatic way. Just, like, if you guys want it, like, we're here. But, come through, yeah. Come through. Right. Let's talk about some some actual actual basketball. I know we uh, let me go a little bit out of order, guys. I, I know we I had a general order, but I, I want to go to Cat. Um, it was another another tough one today, and um, basically what I, I want to talk about here is just how we see him progressing. One as a leader and number one, and an alpha on a basketball team, and and two, you know, just in general, the the state of that team because you know. Uh, he got drafted number one, I'd say, what, five, six years ago. Um, and really, we, we've talked about it, I think, but all, all three of us have talked about it before. Probably the most physically gifted big we've seen ever, just in terms of, you know, frame, skills, everything, right? Just a combination of everything. Um, and there's always, you know, some time that you need to give these guys to really blossom into who they're going to be. And I feel like, you know, we're at the the point of his career where he's had enough time and and we want to see him take that step next step and not just, not just dominating a stats stat box, but like leading and making the other teammates around him better. And I just, everything I've seen from him points to him eventually leaving Minnesota. Like it, it hasn't been anything too crazy, but it points to that. And Two, everything I've seen from him, it, it there's some guys like Anthony Davis is really, really good at basketball, clearly, right? I think some could argue top 10. I think, you know, back in the day, even in the, in the bubble run, we could argue top five. But I don't know that AD can be a number one on a team, not because of the physical skills, but the mental side of things. Like, I, I just think some personalities are better suited as twos. It's really a lot of emotional and mental work to be a number one. One, do you guys think Cat can be that? Two, do you think he's in Minnesota even end of next year? And three, what are what are your thoughts overall on the Cat situation in, in Minnesota? Whoever wants to start can go. Yeah, I, I can go first here, uh, Caleb. Just because I, I just had I just watched that video the other day of a uh, cat and that and that when Anthony Edwards shot Anthony that three pointer, yep. and, and then cat just like walked back on defense. Yeah, I was like, I think that kind of just I don't know if that in of itself was indicative indicative of what he does, but like it just to me kind of just highlighted just I don't I just don't see that progress from him as a leader as you kind of brought up um, just yeah. now that he we we've seen him put up a bunch of nice stat lines. We've seen him you know be a high producing player in this league but what we haven't seen we haven't seen that team win consistently and we haven't really seen anything big from him in terms of um leadership and things like that and so i think 
signs do point towards maybe him leaving. I, I honestly don't see him there at the end of next season. Um, this doesn't turn around. They don't start winning games or they don't get like a, another piece that makes them, you know, directly a contender, which is why I really think that um, they're probably, they're probably, this is their priority. They're probably focused all in on getting Ben Simmons. Um, I think that might be the only thing that fixes this. Cause I know Ben and Kat are buddies, but it doesn't seem like he wants to be there. He doesn't seem really into it at all. Um, when he's at in these games, the other half, when they were playing the Lakers the other day, I know they blew him out in the second half, but that first half Kat was terrible. And yeah, I know he was in foul trouble and things like that, but it seemed like, you know, everyone around him started going crazy in the second half. And that's when he started getting happy and things started getting better. So it kind of seems to me like he's a really just like a fair weather player where he wants exactly. to play good when things are going good and doesn't want to when things aren't. So, yeah, um, yeah. I don't see that progress from him leadership wise. And I don't see him there unless something changes. I agree. Chuck. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's a, a bit of an overreaction. Like the thing with big men is like they need to have guards that they trust are going to get them the ball and like keep them happy. And I feel like he's never really had that like ever in his career, like above average guard play. And like obviously Ant will grow into like a playmaker and he'll probably be an all-star in a couple of years. But I mean, I can see the frustration because you want shots and like, Ant is going to take shots. D'Lo is going to take shots. Like you got Malik there and a lot of that. But I'm obviously, I'm not really worried about him leaving or anything like that. At least I think he's there this season and next season. Maybe the season after that, if they're not seriously like in the playoffs or anything. But yeah, here, my thing is like when you go to like, first off, they got D'Lo for him, right? D'Lo is for him. And second off, like, I don't, again, physically, skills-wise, there's no issue with Cat. This is not even what we're discussing. But for me, if you're you if you are the leader, you don't need you don't need guards to not pout. Like back to Sue's point, like you should be leading this team. And it, Ant is the leader. Like it's clear. Ant in year two is already the leader of this team. The team vibes and goes with with Ant, and you've seen. He'll, he'll pick that group up when they're down. Like, and, and I just don't see that from Kat. And it, it, it's crazy because, you know, you, you spend all this whole time looking for a one and a two. And they have that in theory. But it, it just looks like every time I'm watching Kat, it's I, – I just don't fuck with, especially as a leader, the, the woe is me. Like, yes, you are the most talented. Yes, maybe there are times where you should get the ball more. But, like, go lead them in a way that – rallies them instead of just like pouting and sulking and the body language with him is just I, I, so bad like there are so many guys in this league you can't tell if they've missed their last five or made their last five and I think you need that and I just I never really get this vibe from Kat that he like wants to be there I feel like he's always saying some cryptic ass shit about Minnesota and it's just like it maybe maybe he has like some points and, and Minnesota hasn't handled this whole thing well I think that's fair to say but but still you're here you are here now in this moment go lead this group and I just I haven't seen that at all and it's a very talented team but you're seeing it like every time they lose I just see some weird ass shit coming out of his mouth and it's just for me, it doesn't bode well long-term, and I don't – if he needs to get out of there to, like, unlock that side of him, I, I don't know if he really has it there. So, 
I don't know. Sue, go ahead. I know you're. The only, the only thing that came to my mind really quickly is that just comparing him to AD, man, like even when AD decided he was done with New Orleans, he really put in, I felt like he put in his heart and soul into making, at least trying to make it work in New Orleans. You know, he took him to the playoffs, you know, they won some big series. Um, and I, I felt like at least he tried, you know, while he was there. And I felt like I don't see that in Cat at all. They haven't won any sort of games. Um, I don't think they sniffed the playoffs since Jimmy Butler's left and they were there for one round and they got, um, beat that first round so I, I just don't I don't even compare him to the level of AD where does he even like deserve to be that kind of entitled person asking for a trade to be out what has he really even you know done in terms of contributing to winning I just don't see that you know I don't even put him on that level with AD no I, I yeah I just mean in yeah. a sense of like the personalities are a little bit more chill yeah. and laid back and they need someone to kind of or you need maybe you don't need another one as a uh, the skill set, but you need an alpha in terms of rallying guys and getting them going uh, and that they can't take that load all on their own. And I don't know, it's just frustrating because I, I, again, I've in the past, I've been, I've corrected myself and said, you know, it just cause a, a young stud with a ton of potential and, and talent hasn't won in his first four or five years, doesn't make that guy now a loser. And I'm not even saying that about cat. It's just like, there's this aspect of leadership and, I don't know. I, I just want to see more in other areas from my guy at the top. And, and he has so much talent. It's just, yeah, there's just times it seems like, I, I don't know if he really wants to be there. And the be thing there, is yeah. like on paper, things are like lining up great, right? You get Ant, who's a home run fucking pick. You trade for D'Lo, which, you know, we all have our own thoughts on him, but in theory, that's their guy. Um, and now you're supposed to build around it. And it's, that's the thing too. The offense just looks really weird. And it's kind of hard. Like, as a coach, it, it is hard to, like, run an offense through a big man. Like, with Yoke and Embiid, it works because they're so damn good. Like, it is hard to do that. Um, I, I don't know. It's just tough. I, I think I think he'll finish out here. I don't think he's going to demand a trade mid-year. Um, but, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if if he says I'm out after, after a year or so. Um, Chuck, you – you still got him in Minnesota and, and are, are they making the playoffs this year? Um, I don't really look too deep into that, but my first guess would be no. I don't think so. I don't know where they're at right now at, at all. But is that acceptable? Like, is that no, honestly, they should be in the playoffs, but yeah, <laughs> West is tough, bro. Like, you know, and like, I don't really place a lot of importance on, like, this whole psychological stuff, like, this emotional stuff with Cat. Like, I think he's an amazing talent. And once he gets a slightly better team, they'll be all right. But, yeah, I just don't read a whole lot into this stuff, to be honest. Like, like remember with PG, your guy, remember all the narratives surrounding him, like, oh, he can't lead a team, blah, blah, blah. Him and Kawhi, they're too quiet. Like, does that stuff really matter at the end of the day? I think I think leadership definitely matters, especially at, at the top end. And with PG, I thought it was more like he's not clutch. I didn't feel like it was like he was quiet or anything. Because I've seen him. I've seen PG, Indiana PG, lead the fuck out of teams. Like, I've never seen Cat, like, rally guys. And, and I get it, like at a certain point, you know, you can't make that more important than the, the player on the basketball court for sure. Um, 
it's just like the pouting shit. It's not even like I need you to go, let's go fucking battle giving off pregame, you know, speeches. But it's like sometimes it legitimately looks like he just doesn't want to be there. And it's I don't think you can have that from, from the face of your franchise. And I think yeah, I think it's it's funny because you get it like a you get a clear look into the difference because Ant is there and he does do that. And you see just how different those two are, even though Cat, you know, by the book should be the leader or whatever it is when when you have someone who at 20 years old is doing that it just makes it all the more noticeable in my eyes personally Sude, yeah just to finish it all i want to say is it feels like it's ant's team already to me um i don't know just the vibe i get just just you know big shots he hits and things like that just feels like it's already his team and i could see um you know cat not being there yeah yeah we'll see We'll see. It's uh, definitely interesting to to monitor because you know I feel like we've been like four four straight off season where where stars are moving teams, and so you're always kind of on the lookout for who the next star is. And, and right now, it's in my mind. It before it was obviously we got Ben right, we got that shit going on. But before it was Beal, I feel like now it's almost almost kind of shifted towards Cat. Um, all right, let's let's move forward. We'll talk. Thing, uh, what up, Ben? Ben for cat. What do you think? If I'm the Timberwolves, I don't do it. But but I. Huh? What if he wants out? Uh, if it gets to that point, I I'd hope we can get more assets than just Ben back. Like cat, like you said, bro. That's fucking cat. Yeah, like, but they're both like all star level players. How do you cat? Are, all right, were you taking Ben Simmons or Cat to start a franchise? I mean, there's maybe there's some fillers on the Ben side, but maybe just low key, just something to think about. Okay. It is an interesting thing to think about, but if I'm the Tim Rolls, uh, I don't know. I, I'd rather have Cat for sure, personally. What if Philly added Maxi? Maxi, oh, they really do that. Shut up, they met. <laughs> hey, man, theoretically. That. I, if I'm Minnesota, I sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, that that be that be dope for Minnesota. Yeah, you know I, I mean, no, I think Philly's very very high on Maxi. And you know who else is high? I on know, Maxie? I know they are probably now. It's not happening probably now. Just theoretically throwing it out there. Yeah, no, I, I like that. that. That's a <laughs> that's a great little segue. Or your boy Springer, maybe, bro. In the Max, throwing your boy yeah. Springer. <laughs> we got to talk about Maxi because Chuck is a huge Tyrese Maxi guy, and coming in the year. You know, I, I liked him. I was all for Tyrese Maxey, but I just saw uh, a, a good score who I wasn't sure about the other layers of his game. Um, clearly been proven wrong to this point. He, you know, this bet, that's one thing that I feel it gets talked about a little bit, but um, the Ben Simmons situation has completely opened the door wide, wide open for Tyrese Maxey. And I'm sure even if Simmons was there, you know, Maxey balls out to an extent, but definitely not the way, um, he has so far and even the COVID has, has definitely helped that as well Chuck has been on the maxi train for a while he actually when I asked for an NBA comp he gave Dame Lillard I don't I think it was more so just star point guard vibes as opposed to like their games are super like uh, but Tyrese Maxi has absolutely balled been huge for Philly so far um, Chuck I gotta give you your props on that I know bro it feels good to be right <laughs> Now, I think it's important, though, when we look at this, what are we viewing him as long term? I know you said Dame, but let's more, you know, I feel like we can get in the traps of always having to compare certain young players to other stars. But 
uh, more of a peak stat line guy. Like, well, what, what do you expect him to be at, at his peak? Like, can this guy be an all-star? Is it more – Is you you got superstar vibes? Are you all in? Like, where, where do you think he eventually finishes up as a player? Well, first of all, I think you're kind of right with, like, the other layers of his game. Like, to me, he is who I thought he was so far. Like, but the scoring has just been out of this world. And it's been amplified by him having to play like 40 minutes a night and there's no Joe and no Toby. Yeah. And it's been amazing. But to me, like his passing and his creation and like setting up other dudes is still not like, it's not exactly where it needs to be for him to be like a superstar or anything. Like too many times he'll just say, fuck it. And he'll just swing it around instead of like getting into the paint and like trying to make like a risky pass. Like he just doesn't take risks. And that's fine, and there's value in that, and that's a good thing to do. But for him to get to the next level, that's something I think he needs to do. Like, he's, like, as I just said, way more comfortable with exterior passes instead of, like, interior passes. But, like, a peak stat line or something, or, like, how far he can go. I think he can average, like, 27, maybe uh, six or seven dimes three or four rebounds. I don't think that's, I don't think that's out of the question eventually. Like a that's like borderline superstar. Rebounds. That's superstar numbers right there. Close. I mean, I think the score, it's going to depend on who's around him and whether he's, where he's playing. But I mean, if you want to go like peak peak and we're going to get like wacky with yeah. it, we're yeah. going gonna to enjoy ourselves. I think you can see that. Yeah. Like, I didn't see any of this coming. Like, Dude, I mean, he's, he's insanely polished as a score at this, at this dude, age, right? Is, his handle, like, it's yeah. amazing the amount of space he creates and everything. And it's like, all three like, levels, you know? Like, it's not just, like, some guy – like, even, like, a Donovan Mitchell, right? It's a rim or threes. Like, Maxi has a great – and then the other guys, like, Damar or – you know, CJ's not a great example. But then you have other guys who are, like, paint and mid-range. But Maxi legitimately can shoot the three. And then when you play him in between, he's got the – that floater is just on lock. Absolutely on His lock. Touches, like, it's like it's crazy. Great like, touch. It and, of Rose. Like it's yeah, insane. no, it's it's such a great floater. And, and you know, I know you mentioned you'd like to see him, you know, have the freedom to take more risks, but I like that, you know, he takes make sure he's taking care of the ball, especially early in his career. I think that that bodes well. And I think he'll get there that you know, the more and more comfortable he is. But no, he, he's been unbelievable so, so far. And, you know, I liked him, but I, I didn't know he had was going to take this level of a jump as a as a scorer this quickly. So have you been able to watch him at all? Yeah, yeah, I've definitely gotten some watching at least some highlights of him this year. I haven't really been into uh, as big into the Sixers this year. It just seems like not as much going on and they've had so many injuries and stuff. But yeah. I also watched him a lot last year when um, they had like COVID going on because I picked him up Toby. in some fantasy leagues to stream. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, Toby. <laughs> yeah i had toby too but i had a bunch of like i just picked yeah. him up as a streamer in some of my fantasy leagues like my home leagues and stuff like that yeah. and so i was just watching this this young kid like rookie um just start balling out he was putting up crazy stat lines back then too because he was just starting and nobody else was even oh yeah back then. that, so that time gave, where they were starting like dakota yeah. matthias and isaiah and joe, isaiah right? joe yeah, yeah yeah some scrubs they were starting and, and so yeah. he was really going ham and so i kind of got that peak of him was like i was like this kid's got some sauce you know i, I don't use that word a lot but 
you know, I, I saw that I saw what I saw from him was, was like, okay, this kid's got some in him. So I, I saw that glimpse back then, and he's kind of just um, taking hold of that even more this year. Look, Doc trusts him, and I think that that belief's kind of grown him even more too. Um, the fact that he's you know starting it day in and day out, um, I'm sure that that's only made his belief even better. I do feel like Chuck's being a little generous in terms of his career stat line. You know, I feel like he'll be good. He'll probably be an above average starter. Uh, but like, I, I think one layer people are forgetting is that when, when they trade Ben, they're going to get back a good player, you know? So I, I'm assuming that that good player will probably soak back some of that usage and it'll probably be a couple years years until he's like at least unleashed to go ham. So I think yeah. maybe that stat line's a little generous, but I'm not trying to hate on him at all. I think he's going to be really good. No, I feel you. I feel you. And I, but I also feel Chuck, right? You, you got a really talented score who right now in a pinch, you know, is being asked to do a lot offensively and he's, fucking living up to it so far so i i get it sky's is, for him. it's tough I, I mean i don't think there's unless you're getting a generational talent out of college to project any guy for 27 plus long term is is a really tough ask but i i get it with maxi i get it um i don't know that i go 27 either but i i get it from chuck's perspective you know that's his that's his baby funny how he doesn't that's even his guy he doesn't even own him. <laughs> like, bro, what are you oh, doing? The thing is, like, I've thought about, like, even trying, but, like, the dude knows. And, like, in fantasy, yeah. I'm only buying low. So, I don't no, know. at no this leverage. point, it's too late. No but leverage. I'm saying it yeah. sounds like you've been on him for a while. Like, there was a yeah, I there was a window. Hours. Like, I don't even – I haven't really even watched him this year. Like, I just kind of, like, oh, yeah. I, I, I get that. What, what are you watching, <laughs> Kings games? Yeah, a little bit, you know, busy guy, Caleb. I'm not watching as much as I used to, but, like, another thing I've seen with him is he's taking more threes and more threes off the dribble, which obviously is boating well for him. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, then the cash uh, money on the threes. Go to a, yet another young player. All right. All right, let's uh... – Let's move to our next topic, which is going to be Cade Cunningham. Um, you know, we, we've done a ton of, of podcasts throughout the season, um, and there's been a ton of hype for this rookie class. Really, honestly, a fire rookie class. Um, but Cade's almost got, you know, left out of it. We talked a ton about Jalen, uh, Mobley, Davion, Duarte, Franz. Like, it's a monster class. Um, but because Cade was hurt to start, we didn't really – he kind of flew under the radar and he came out kind of slow, but actually had his best game tonight. I think he had like 25, eight and eight. Um, first off, have, have either of you had a chance? I have a, I have Sadiq Bay, so I've actually watched a lot of Pistons. Uh, have you guys had a, a chance to get a look at him? Nah, bro. Yeah. I ain't watching the Pistons. Completely honest. I watched him because <laughs> I got fair. him on one of my leagues. He's nice. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. Do, well, let me ask you guys this. Are all positions, you know, thrown out the window? Are you guys going Cade or Mobley or Jalen? Cade, bro. Cade for me. Yeah. Go Cade. Yeah. I, it's close, but I, I like Cade a little bit It is bit close. More. It's closer than it was for me pre-draft um, now that I've seen Mobley in action. Yeah. But Cade, still, dude. Okay, what, yeah. what do you like about it? For me personally, bro, I just like I don't know. I use this word all the time, but I just he's just got so much sauce, man. He's just like a dog <laughs> out there. Like he does yeah. everything, bro. And like he's just the type of player that you know he can lead a team from up front, ball handling, and you know run the offense that way. But he can also get create his own shot. Um, I think he has the ability. To, like, he has the potential to be a really good defender. Uh, so I could see him being like a two way player because he's got so much length. 
Um, sure. I, I just, you know, I just, everything he does, I feel like is going to be, end up being really good. He's going to be a superstar in my opinion, man. Yeah. Today, 25, eight and eight, 10 of 20 from the field, five of 11 from three. Um, I, I agree. He, he's a stud and he got overlooked because of, you know, everything that's going on. Um, I think I still take Mobley though, but I, I have a thing for, yeah. for bigs um like modern bigs and i feel like mobley just literally can do no wrong um and i've never seen a guy be like even ad i i could be wrong i don't remember him being this impactful especially on the defensive side of the ball this early um but i i know we're, we're here to talk about Cade. do you guys think um when you see him do you guys think this pistons team is back in contention and like what's the timeline like Two years, three years. I think one more lotto pick, and then you can start to make a a play-in case or an eight seed in the East, possibly. You think Kade and yeah. Killian are are the future, or are you not sold on Killian? Yet? Killian looked okay the last game. He's been really good on defense. Like it sounds like a guy who's defending. So. I, don't I don't know bro like he'll, he'll look so terrible and then like one game or like a couple possessions i'll see the guy that i kind of thought he was pre-draft and i'm like oh shit yeah okay. no I it's hard i don't know i I, I like the fit in a in a sense that you know Cade. I, I that's another thing i love about him he can play off ball um and shoot and, and killian is a guy who likes to distribute um but yeah, I'm not sure. I I have I haven't seen. I don't know. It's one of those things where like, I think it's because Jalen is super flashy and Mobley. You know, it's it's super cool when a big can put the ball on the floor and protect the rim. Like when I'm watching the Pistons, I I still don't see Cade like super stand out to me. I think maybe I need to pay attention a little bit more. But he just kind of flies under the radar. Um, where I'm watching. And again, I didn't watch today, but I I don't get like, oh my god superstar vibes but um i think that's just kind of his game i think he's just kind of smoother and, and more underrated Lower bro he's just so smart like there was yeah. one play i saw on twitter where they, they were like overloaded on one side like it was Cade and then a dude in the corner and then the ball's at the top of the key and Cade just cuts like he gets out of there and then it's an open shot for the guy in the corner bang like he's just and so if I was Kelly Oubre, he's just chilling <laughs> yeah yeah bro like yeah. He just makes a lot of winning plays, and, like, it's not super appeasing to the eye, but, you know, I, I think, yeah, superstar easily. And I know Chuck ain't into, like, the, you know, the psycho, like, the psychoanalysis point of it and things like that, but, like, you know, like, the other day when Jalen Green dunked on him and started talking shit um, to him in his face, and he didn't really react in post game. what he said, he was like, I didn't really hear anything that made me want to react, you know, it's just whatever, it was a ball game. It just kind of showed me he's really mature, too, for his age, and I yeah. feel like he understands – um, what he needs to do and where he needs to be. It just kind of gave me that vibe. So I, I kind of just gelled with my persona of him that I think he's going to be really good in this league. No, I love that you brought that up because Jalen is super talented. But, yeah, you yeah. still get the, like, very much – not that he's not professional, but just kid very vibes. much a kid vibe still. Kid, yeah. It, it's like he's already about his business and shit like that. Like, he's not, he's not playing every day trying to compare himself to Jalen Green, whereas – I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Green's on Twitter or on ESPN checking how Cade did uh, that day. So I'm with you. And I think that's a huge, you know, again, we're talking about the best of the best. I don't think you can ignore, you know, the mental side of things, especially at the top. So I'm with you guys. Um, you guys like 
Bagley, right? Because Detroit's shown, you know, they took a flyer on Dennis Smith Jr. last year. Uh, Troy Weaver's kind of an out-of-the-box thinker um, in the front office. If I'm a GM, you know, Bagley's a perfect buy-low situation. I'd personally look into it. The Pistons already have, like, 13 guys that they struggle to play everyone. Um, I personally would be down for for a buy-low. I, I don't know what the Kings are expecting, but um, you guys into that. Are you all – are you guys out on Bagley? Yeah, I'm not – yeah, go ahead, Chuck. You go. Chuck, you're I mean, all out. I would love for the guy to get a shot in Detroit. Like they're playing like Trey Lyles and shit like that. And yeah, I mean, I'd love for him to get those minutes, but I, I just don't see how he's contributing. Like he can't guard on the perimeter. He can't protect the rim. He can't shoot. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm rooting for the guy though. I hope he proves me wrong, honestly. Yeah. I, I, Go ahead, Sue. I feel like, I just, I just feel like, where he's at right now, the culture for the Kings probably makes such a big deal for him. Like, I just feel like when you watch Pistons games, those guys play so hard. They try every night in and night out. I feel like if he goes to a team like the Pistons where the culture is built around, you know, giving it your all. And like, you know, maybe he doesn't start off as somebody who gets rotation minutes and he has to earn his way in. I feel like that fresh start coupled with that push from all these young guys who are also talented. I feel like that could maybe be the right combination of things to, you know, jumpstart that career. I mean, there was a reason he was the number two overall pick. And we right. saw, I feel like we saw flashes of that in the few, few times, you know, in the, the first year, second year, things he could that's do. That's the thing, like that, right? He was yeah. good. Like, I, Chuck's right. Like, he was good. He, he has definitely has issues defensively, and he can't really stretch the floor. But, like, he, he, he does bring things to a basketball court, and we haven't really seen any of that. And, and it's weird because you rarely have this situation where it's like, a guy who's not good wants out, right? Because they invested so much capital in him. They picked him number two overall, sandwiched in between. Right. Like you'd think the Kings want to do everything in their power to uh, squeeze whatever there is out of him. And it's just not working at all. So uh, if I'm a team, I'm buying low on him. I I agree with Chuck. There's definitely some, you know, some weaknesses there. Um, But there's still a ton of talent in in Marvin Bagley. And I, I hope, you know, you want to see these young kids grow up and, and get their bags and, and be the best they can be. So I, I hope he finds a place. And I think Detroit could be one uh, that fits him really well. Um, all right, Chuck, it, it's late for both of you guys. So we'll, we'll move on to the next thing. Um, I got to give Chuck some credit, bro. Um, I don't think you were on the pod. This is just the Chuck credit pod. We got running it back and back <laughs> and then the wizards we talked preseason on the wizards we it was actually just me and him we did a, a win total pod and he was all oh, over yeah. the wizards 33 and a half um and i was like i mean i don't know i'm not betting the under but like i'm not sure wizards are hooping wizards are absolutely hooping i gotta give chuck credit bro what what why how did you see that what what did you see that made you confident i mean honestly i just saw a bunch of above average role players that weren't like properly utilized if that makes sense like yeah first i'll go to trez because like got a lot of love for trez bro like vogel to me is a guy that he wants to play his system and he wants his center to protect the rim and he's gonna funnel everything to his center but like you can't have trez be that guy like he's just putting him you're putting him in a position to fail and then on offense, like, he's never getting downhill. 
He's never in a pick and roll. Like it was the lowest pick and rolls of his career. I was like, bro, you're not utilizing the guy. And we got Marcus Saul out here. He can't do shit either. Like I, that, that's another discussion. But what I love about Trez this year is they're utilizing him. They're letting him eat against backups and all that shit. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. Denny's oh, yeah. been good. Like I haven't, I haven't caught a lot of the Wizards. Like to make a long story short, short, I just thought like KCP, Beal, Dinwiddie coming back, who's great, is like a second option, second, third option. Like I, I didn't see this, this many wins coming. I still think it's like a seven or eight seed. Like there's gonna be a slide here soon, but yeah, you know, like it, I, you just can't count out a team like this, man. Yeah. I think I think Unsell deserves a ton of credit, bro. Like, yeah, he's, he's utilizing his player strengths. Exactly, like, that's what exactly. you're supposed to do. It's a full-on team. Like every single, and I think those are the most rewarding teams and the teams you get the most out of when you know, like every single guy that comes on the floor has a specific role and plays to that role, um, and that role is based on what they do best, right? So it, it's been great to see. It hasn't even been Beal going crazy. Like, every single one of these players is, is contributing. Uh, I saw something the other day, though, where it's like three of the guys on the team have, like, a positive – oh, Lums almost said that uh, – positive net rating, yet they're, like, 10 and 3 now. But – which could be a little concern. Maybe there's some regression coming. But ultimately, they check all the boxes as, you know, a team that plays really, really hard. And you're going to see that that sort of team outperform the talent collective talent level um, when that's the case. Sue, do you, you've been able to catch any wizards? Yeah, I actually have watched some wizards just to see how my old man Beal was doing um, and things like that. Uh, just, just because they seem like <laughs> a fun team miss, too. misses shots. I, I'm still rooting for Beal, man. He's, he's so, he's good so guy, nice, such a nice player, man. I'm still rooting <laughs> for Beal. So I had to watch some Beal games, but um, one thing that I just, just, I know kind of Chuck kind of touched on it too, but I feel like all the guys that they got in this off season, they're just all like, had that extra motivation, you know, the extra chip on their shoulder to come and show, prove some, some people wrong. You know, all the guys that got in the Laker trade with Kuzma, um, Harold and uh, KCP, you know, they had a point to prove, you know, when they came to the Wizards, but even guys like, you know, he was out torn ACL, you know, he had to come back, he had to prove he can come back from injury. And even a guy like Aaron Holiday, who starts for Beal when he's not playing, you know, that he hadn't really had much of a career in Indiana and they just traded him for a late first. And, it seems like, you know, he's doing a lot better. They're using him a lot more in, in, in Washington. So just guys like that, it seems like they brought in and, um, you know, they've nurtured them and said, yo, you guys are good players. And they feel – you can see that in the way they play. They seem happier um, yeah. and things like that. So you can just it's see that that chip on their shoulder showing up. For exactly, sure. bro. For Teams sure. that, are play, that are happy, they're going to play a lot better, you know. So Yeah, it's shocker. Who would have thought? Exactly. <laughs> and, and I got to give my guy Denny some love, man. That man is – that man it was made fun of so much, bus, whatever. Guy is a lockdown defender, sure. has been thus far, and rebounds the ball well, always makes the right play. Yes, he the, you know, he's not the greatest offensive player right now, but I, I he's showing firsthand if you come in, embrace your role, you can make a positive impact. I think Denny's gonna be a really, really good player in this league. And I love, you know, I, coming into the year, I was like, shit, like. Wizards might rebuild. I hope Denny gets like 30 minutes a night and just, a, I almost like this more like clear defined role, give him 20 to 25 minutes a night, have him like slowly get better and, and grow to be a winning player. And I'll take this all day. So great vibes out in, out in DC. I still think, yeah, I, I think that I'd still probably have him in six or seven seed, uh, especially because there are some, some really good teams in the East, but 
um, ultimately, whether the crazy got, part, the crazy part I just thought of right now is that they still they're still going to add talent like Rui and, and TB. And yeah, this is about Rui and TB. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and I wonder. And Bertons has been Jack's out for laughing. a while too. <laughs> Bro, uh, what, I just I don't know. I have <laughs> never really they're liked gonna add Rui talent. at all, but. Yeah, he can score. Rui can Rui, at least score. Rui you know? is a at least a rotational player, like exactly. No matter where you go, plus talent, bro. I'd mm-hmm. almost rather have Kuzma out there. I think they got someone else. I don't. Know. No, no, Kuz is five. Kuz is not going to not play. I just Rui's got to play. Yeah, bring Rui off the bench, bro. Give him a role. You know, yeah. I feel like I mean, I don't want to take like minutes a... from Denny. Like I haven't really yeah. watched a lot yeah. of the games, but I've heard Denny is you know a lockdown defender for my good buddy Caleb. Well, yeah, no. If, if he's taking Denny's minutes, that's where I draw the line. Like, I just yeah, – I've never been in on Rui at all, man. Like, I don't know. It's just an inefficient score that does nothing else. And, like, the Wizards have always been bad, and it's not all his fault. But, like, I'm just – No, I'm but, but West, look, you look – West has done a good job of, of every single player on that team has weaknesses. But he's created roles. I think he can do similarly similar things for Rui and Thomas. Thomas does the same thing, like – I know you don't like Thomas. I know you don't like Thomas Bryant. And I, I don't even really have to guess why. But, you know, if Wes is going to be fine, I, I'd be okay with Thomas getting some minutes. I just think, like, you're clearly getting something when Trez is out there, and you're clearly getting something when Gafford's out Gafford's there. Gafford's out there, yeah, for sure. Like, I just – sometimes more is less, man. I don't know. I think it's – Or less, less is more. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, more is never less more is never less oh, i right. got the saying wrong <laughs> all right this is our last topic uh i know it's very very early guys but this is always very fun to do um let's go through our finals predictions from each side who we got winning i know it's early let's chuck you lead it off bro all right um i'm gonna go lakers from the west I'm looking at it right now. I did not prepare for this, so I prepared to fail. But I got the Lakers from the West. I think eventually they're going to figure out what needs to happen. And if they have to make some moves by the deadline to overhaul the current roster, I think that will be done. And as long as LeBron is healthy, he will get them there. And I think I'm going – I want to go the Nets just to be safe, but I I don't mind the Heat, man, as a pick, like low-key, like – that defense looks really, really good. Yeah. And I'm, they're just perfectly built to be a playoff team. They really that's, are. You get TJ too. Underrated. Underrated uh, signing for sure. Tucker? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, or Dozier. But I think Hero's been better than I expected, at least. I mean, he looks a lot improved. And then you got Lowry, of course. Very steady. Bam, who looks to be improving by the second as well. I see more of a bag on offense. I see him taking more shots and being more confident. Yeah. You got a bubble, you got a bubble rematch. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to call that. I low key though, in my gut though, I feel like it's gonna be the Nets, but I, I want to get a little wacky with it. So yeah, yeah I'm gonna go the heat. No, I respect it, Sudi. Yeah, my caveat is if Kyrie ends up coming back somehow randomly, then then I'd probably flip my East pick to the Nets. But I'm also not going with the Nets here. So out of the West right now, it's just tough. I understand. I'm, I'm always been a Braun guy. You know, he's he's always been my man. And 
And I just this year it just seems tough, man, for me. I, I can't pick the Lakers, dude. I just I just don't see how it's gonna work in a playoff series, how they're gonna beat a team like Golden State in seven. Um, so mm. I'm going with Golden State, man. I feel like they're they're covered, they're so deep on on in every in every position and they've got great players, they've got superstar studs, um, and things like that. And players that have taken leaps on their team, like Jordan Poole. Um, and so I, I feel like Golden State's right in the thick of it um, to get back there. Their defense is like, they're like, well, they were like number one defensive rating really Still recently. Off. So the, yeah. Still so off. the fact that their defense has come back to form is what gives me the most, you know, promise is that um, not only are they a really devastatingly good offensive team, but if they can lock that lock you down too, I don't see how um, any team's beating them at all. So I put got Golden State out of the West and then, for me, out of the East, I still don't know how I can um, not pick the Bucks. Uh, they haven't been healthy yet, so that's probably why their record's a little lacking. Um, but I think healthy, they're still a really, really good team um, with, with those three stars at the top. And then still a lot of good depth mixed in, even though they lost uh, P.J. Tucker. I think them adding Grayson Allen has, has been has really made up for that so far. And I think he's, he's not going to get you the same defensively as P.J. Tucker. But I think that him mixed with Connaughton and hopefully they get Dante back too, That'll hopefully give them that same defensive, um, you know, versatility that they got from PJ Tucker and um, did he get still got those three dogs? Because that was such what a happened? good pickup. How much money did Ooh, he Grayson get? Allen? Yeah, does anyone know? I, I don't remember. Uh, they, they traded him for Sam Merrill. Yeah, they, they gave him an extension. I don't know exactly yeah, how much. Got a extension. It was like a mini bag, you know, make him feel good and shit. Like here you Chris go. want to pay him that? Massive. That was so massive. Uh, you got a four-year. Uh, I mean, the Grizz have so much depth, and like he didn't really fit like the timeline. So I mean, it made sense. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. It made sense for the Grizz, but they could have gotten more. Man, he he would playing pretty well last year too. I feel like. I, feel like <laughs> I mean, end of the day, it's more. like Grayson Allen. Like he's been way better than I thought he'd ever be. Like dude's a knockdown shooter all of a sudden. Dude, you didn't watch him last year, bro. He, I feel like he showed no, signs. No, last year he started it. Like he just, just he was turned it through. on. He turned it on defensively last year too, which is why what I really what really caught my eye when I was when dude I had, had him. him dude had him. That's why, by the I way, I had him for a little while him. in our league. So he caught my <laughs> eye defensively, and you know that he was getting trusted. He was playing minutes over Melton last year, so you know that um, he had earned those minutes over Melton. I felt like just playing really well, and he didn't let go of them ever. I felt like Melton was just like yeah. kind of hanging behind them the whole year, and he never let go of that spot. So I yeah, think like he's good. Weird. He's going to contribute. The rich kid got definitely got richer with that one. Um, yeah, exactly. You guys already know the vibes, guys. It's Warriors. <laughs> it's Warriors. It's a homer pick, bro. Like it's Warriors. Your yours is just as much of a homer. So <laughs> at, least, at least mine's my team. You're you're picking the the 500 Lakers because of your 40 year old dad. But um, I got oh, I got Warriors. <laughs> Damn, 40 year old dad. <laughs> I know. Yeah, keep going. That's his dad. Steph's mine. <laughs> Steph's mine. I know. Mine just he, my dad's younger. Um, I, I got I got the Warriors and I got the Brooklyn Nets. And I will say, if Kyrie doesn't come back, I don't have the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I still might, but I I really do think when it's all said and done, guys, like we're twelve games into an eighty-two game regular season. Um, I think everyone's. I love personally love that the regular season's eighty-two games, but. You know, you don't need 82 games uh, of a regular season to really decide anything, right? Like, I think Kyrie realizes that. I uh, I don't have, like, an inside source or anything. I assume Kyrie comes back. And, and if he does, it's a wrap in the East, in my mind. Um, and then, for me, yeah, it, it's the worst. It's really a lot of what Sude said. I think people 
I've I've used this line a million times with Chuck, but I think people really do forget that before KD joined, the Warriors won the most regular season games in, in league history. And I know ultimately that ended up in an L in the finals. I know that. Um, but I just, I just don't think people really realize how, like when we talk about winning basketball games, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson have a tr- as a trio have always just been elite. Like all three of those are insanely talented players in their own ways, but they're also three insanely, insanely huge winners. Like they are just winners above everything else, and it's never none of those three guys are ever playing for stats or have anything in their mind other than winning the basketball game. Um, and we've added so much depth that like just the opposite of Ubre. you know, last year we had Ubre, we had Baysmore, and, <laughs> and those guys just don't really process the game. And when you play in an offense that is really our offense runs off of read and react, obviously they'll run sets here and there, but our offense is really read and react. And, when you have guys that can actually read and react, it it you are using Steph. Like, it, that's what made last year so – I know I'm rambling a little bit, but that's what made last year so frustrating was you could see Steph and Dre could, could create certain advantages for certain guys, but they couldn't even see it. Like, you know, they, they were still processing it. And so now when you have guys like Iguodala, Bielitsa, obviously Jordan Poole is taking a leap um, – I feel like you can fully maximize the spacing that Steph provides out there and a passer like Dre, who's going to know exactly what the breaking points in the defense are. Um, and then on top of that, we have a really, really good defense. Um, so you get play, clay back. I, I'm just, I'm super excited to see these three guys. Uh, and I, there were thoughts. I had my doubts, Chuck, you know, just like you did a couple of years ago with Braun. I had my doubts. I wasn't sure if we were ever going to get back to this point where Steph would have another shot. Um, so you get Steph another MVP this year, a Finals MVP and a fourth shit, bro. It's a wrap, bro. He's a he's top ten of all time, and I'm hoping that we get a shot at it. But I, I got Warriors Nats this year. And Yo, Caleb, uh, do you remember when? Go ahead. Do you remember when Baysmore dipped from y'all and went to the Lakers, and he was like, "Oh, now I'm actually on a team that wins." Yeah, <laughs> bro, that was so ridiculous. Baysmore. Baysmore's Sorry, here. I just remember you said Baysmore, and I just remember that, bro. He's hilarious, dude. Yeah, he's out of the rotation. He's already he, out, he is of the out of the rotation. On a 500 team, bro. The guy doesn't know how to defend <laughs> without fouling. Takes retarded shots. Dude, they straight bullied him out of the rotation, man. Everyone bullied him. Like, Twitter bullied his ass out of the rotation. I know. Bo- Twitter bullying is like low-key real. Warrior fans have, have Twitter bullied <laughs> Kerr in a certain move. So it works. If you guys are listening, to it, it works. Um, did you, Chuck you guys, can't even defend his guy, bro. No, and he's a foul machine, bro. You can't play him in crunch time. He'll hit some big threes. He has a good frame, but other than that, bro, he's athletic, bro. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. And he just looks it. the part, man. Exactly. You see guys like Kelly and him just get bags because of purely because they're just tools and frames. And it's like if you watch this guy play basketball for longer than 20 minutes, you're gonna realize he's not. He doesn't have it all up there, but he doesn't have it. Yeah, you got you got Lakers over Heat, Chuck. Uh, um, yeah, but I, I want to touch on the Warriors just for like a second, just no. to see, say what I to say what I've seen from them. Yeah. Like, it's been like good to see that they're going out, and this year it seems like they got dudes that fit in their system more so than like just better players. 
Like, I yeah, think that, exactly. That's really it's not even like, like I thought uh, Bielitsa. I don't know how much he's playing these days, but I thought he was a great fit. Just a smart basketball oh, he's player. He's in the rotation. That can stretch the floor and things like that. I mean, even Gary Payton. Like, Shout it seems out, like that. Dude, dude. thank you, man. Sue. Man. Thank <laughs> you, Sue. Wish I had him on my team, bro. I was refreshing every every 10 minutes to see if you were bidding on him. Thank you, Sue. I was telling Chuck, bro. I was like, I, I, that was one of my regrets, bro. I shouldn't let him uh, let his ass go, bro. Should've yeah, don't, don't worry, bro. He's not all that. Like, he's a, he's a decent little <laughs> player. Like, it, it's just little things like that, though. Like, sometimes it's not about getting the best players, per se. Yeah, yeah it's a fit. It's about getting the dudes that fit Back, what right. you want to do. Yeah. So, like, that's been really good to see. And, like, I kind of have, like, a question, like, about, like, how Clay is looking or Clay – because, like, I'm so curious. Like, I used to follow Boogie's recovery and things like that with the Achilles. And, yeah. like, I was like, dude, it says he's coming back next week. But, like, I watched the workout videos. And the man can barely, like, run. I, I don't know about, if that was just – You're talking about Clay Boogie? or Boogie? Boogie. Like, I, I yeah. don't – like, I remember I'm curious that. how Clay looks. Like, I want him to be, like, everything he was. But, like – yeah, just, I, like I don't know. I can just tell you from pure reports, and again, I, I've I've seen him like work out, but not full speed. Pure reports, he looks great. They uh, he stayed back with Wiseman on this trip with a couple coaches, and the coaches they said they literally just like brought in like eight other dudes to scrimmage, and they were just playing fives like all day. But apparently, he looks good. It's just like rhythm and just like continuing to play fives and, and managing, you know, how the knee reacts, but apparently he's looking really good. And like Clay's again, the type of guy where like, you know, basketball is his main love in life. Like that is what he loves. And so he's going to give everything he has to that. And I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but just long-term moving forward. I don't know if it's sports medicine or maybe KD deserves a lot of the credit, but just seeing the way KD's come back. I know Clay towards ACL also, but, like, that just gives me hope, you know? But then, again, you have guys like John Wall and others. But with guys like Katie and Clay, you really get the sense that, like, hoop is their life. And maybe that's not fair to make that distinction with guys like John Wall and some of the other guys that haven't necessarily brought it back. But, like, I don't know about you. I've always felt like Clay and KD basketball's first, where I don't know that I've always felt that with John Wall. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, Clay's a good guy, so I'm rooting for him, bro. Like, I, I hope we kick y'all's ass, like, at full strength. So No, yeah, I, I hope we get you guys at full strength. But honestly, with, with Russ right now, I'm not I'm not tripping on the Lakers. <laughs> bro, it, it's fine on LeBron's back. It's like you, you just need that calmer, that soothing voice sometimes. Like, it'll no, but right. real talk, though, like, are you not concerned? If you're, if you're I mean, not, that's cool. I, and, again, Bron's an amazing basketball player, probably the best player of all time. I, I'd take him over Jordan. But, like, at a certain point, what are you going to do with Russ? Like, you can't tell him don't shoot. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. What it'll do. be controlled chaos in the playoffs. The thing is, like, I've seen Bron, and, like, when he's 100%, he can win the game. Like, he just controls the game in so many facets. Like, you can get him a shot. You can lock down the opposing star. Like, he literally can do everything to me. And, like, that's why I followed him and I've been on him for so long. Like, he can get any shots. He's just a perfect basketball player to me. So, I think if he's healthy and we make some moves at the deadline and, like, try to put 
better pieces around them. You guys already brought in like 18 free agents. Like, is it like a? I have no idea. I haven't thought about it deeply, but like maybe like like little Terrence Ross in there, like some shooters like that that can do like Eric Gordon. Ooh, Eric Gordon. I take him. Goran Dragic. I mean, just guys that, like, one out of ten times they can score off the dribble and they can, like, shoot a little bit. Yeah. You know, play that. small ball the entire way. It's just so tough because, I, like, deep down, I don't know if LeBron has it in him to be. I, like, I feel like, you know, I feel like every year it's like, all right, is this the year? But I actually feel like this could be the year that you see, like, even even, like, last year. You know, this isn't – Cleveland Cavaliers. Like he was for last year. I don't know. No, he's Damn, still a little on the blasphemy side now. But is he the bomb that can just carry, you know, through everything? I what were you saying? I'm saying you're getting a little blasphemous here, bro. I don't know about Braun's going to slow down this year, bro. I don't know. I just think Dude. that. I don't I just don't see them how they're. It's I, about I'm the level he was at, team. though, bro. Like, yeah, it, it's not so much. Yeah, exactly. It's just the the insane level he's been at in the past with the bar so damn high. Like, I I I, I don't. I just don't know if that's if that bar can be kept. And the and a little bit lower is still ridiculously good. I I just bro, what the fuck? It, oh, I'm sorry. He has a no, lot that, that wasn't no no no. That wasn't like to what you were saying. I completely agree with what you're saying. Sarge just threw me a dumbass trade offer in the league, bro. That's my bad. <laughs> no, That's on me. You're good. Bro. Keep going, please, because I completely agree with what you're saying. I feel like, but my point was just that I'm not worried about the Lakers in terms of they'll make the playoffs. They're, I think they're going to be fine, but I just don't see how they're going to beat this Golden State team in seven. Like, it's too much offensive firepower, and I feel like they got matchups for every, like everybody on there. Like, I feel like Dre plays AD pretty well. Like Dre plays AD so well. Really well. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like that might be their kryptonite. But Golden State – and one thing also with play too is I feel like Golden State has a luxury of bringing them along really slow with how good they're doing. He can play like every other game if he wants to and and play on a minutes limit on every game until he's ready to go in like March, April and still be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have to rush Clay back at all. He's going to be slow and – by the time Clay's full force in May, that's when you know the Golden State's going to turn it on. That's why I just don't see how uh, LeBron can do it this year versus them. I still think he's got it. I just don't think he can beat this team. He's heard that before, though. Yeah, he has. He has. <laughs> but he didn't have Russ on his team uh, screwing him over. Yeah, I was going to say, right? I, I think Russ is honestly the biggest sticking point. Like, Man, I, I they just... should have gotten DeMar, bro, or even Buddy, bro. Bro, I know. Just give Ron shooters. Like, it, it, it the the fit i know we've talked about it a million times but it's just like blink has done such a good job it just doesn't make sense to bring in a guy as ball dominant as russ who that's what he's done his whole year like or his whole career like i don't even blame him like that's just who he is and and i get i know chuck's brought it up like i think the thinking was you know get some load off of ad and, and braun in the regular season but at the end of the day like you got to cook when it matters. So you still have yeah. him. Okay. He does take a load off of him. You still got to figure out how that works in the, the playoffs. But. I ain't even mad at Palenka, bro. Like LeBron chose this. This is. Yeah. LeBron did. And yeah, LeBron right. understands the game to a greater level than I do. So you're right. I'm inclined to trust it. And like, I kind of get like D Wade vibes, like, but D Wade's just a smart basketball player. player. So smart, man. Yeah. yeah. Russ. 
<laughs> I feel like Braun thought he could, thought. I feel like Braun thought he could fix it. He thought he could, you know, he could come in his presence and you know his leadership would make it like change. He could funnel in the right areas, but so far it just hasn't looked like it's doing dude, anything. Dude, it's not. It's like a joke at this point. The amount of times in a is. twelve game, like Sarge can get carried away at times, but like seriously, <laughs> there are times where like legit he'll come down twenty one seconds on the shot clock, try a bank bank shot from like 21 feet long to makes you cringe bro just so you're just cringing it's like you just gave that possession up like you legitimately just gave that possession up i, I don't know bro it's like he just punts the ball into the stand yeah like, fuck <laughs> yeah it. yeah no, no, he might have you might like when I was in high school playing ball, like I would get pulled off the floor for any little thing, and this motherfucker just throws it at the backboard every time. <laughs> yeah, and it's rough, so it's okay. Yeah. And he plays hard and he plays with passion. Yeah, yeah. Bro, he's, so he's a passionate guy, passionate dude. Yeah, I hate love passionate dudes. They're my favorite. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, I personally had a blast. I know it was super late for both of you, so I appreciate y'all. We'll do this again soon. Sorry, Salami, if you're hearing this. I had to steal sued from the trio, but uh, again, <laughs> appreciate y'all. Do it again soon. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I'll have more League Idiots again as the season wears on, but um, thank you all. Peace.